Dan Lanning has said that he identifies Oregon as a national brand, which is good, and I've got some evidence to back that up. Plus, players are sticking around at Oregon instead of going elsewhere, and that's good news for Duck fans. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, indeed. It's that time again. I'm Spencer McLaughlin. This is Locked on Ducks. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Remember to like and subscribe if you have not already. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show. Always appreciate that. If you want to get a question answered here on the show, the Twitter is at Smalls underscore 55. You can go right into the direct messages or use the hashtag AskLOD. Pod. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with your team every weekday. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. What a great show. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever you were celebrating last week or maybe you're celebrating right now. Hope it's all going well and then you're getting to do it with family and or friends. want to talk for a minute, and it's relevant to the Ducks, about my holiday break last week because I was in Disneyland. And that's something my family and I do just about every year, except for last year, so it was good to be back. And while at Disneyland, over the years, many a times, I have worn Oregon gear and walked around the park. And when I do that, I'm always very cognizant of the fact that I'm wearing an Oregon Ducks shirt or, or an Oregon Ducks sweatshirt so that if another Duck fan sees it and says, hey, go Ducks, I'm always ready on the spot to say go Ducks right back to him or her. And I'm especially wary of that now that I host this show. I feel like, you know, it's kind of a, a part of my responsibility to try and grow the fandom or keep the, uh, the passion alive amongst fans as much as I can whenever I have that opportunity. And I noticed something because... We got there on, I don't know when you're, when you're listening to this, but we got there on Wednesday, the 22nd of December, and I was wearing a duck sweatshirt because it was nice outside, but it was also kind of cold, and I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so when I'm wearing a sweatshirt, it's not, you know, Californians had a right to actually bundle up a little bit. It was a, it was a little bit chilly, but it was, still, it was still pretty nice most of the time, and so I wear this Oregon sweatshirt, and of course, I'm getting a good number of you know, go Ducks from other people. And I'm seeing fans that are in in Ducks gear, even though the season didn't end the way that we wanted to. And it reminded me of something that Dan Lanning mentioned in, in an interview a week or two ago on SportsCenter when he was asked about, you know, why he wanted to take the Oregon job. And one of the things he said was that Oregon is a national brand and it has become a national brand that you recognize no matter what part of the country you are in. When I was in Disneyland, I noticed way more even than normal. Like, every year I've been there, I always see some level of duck gear. But in this year in particular, I would have thought, boy, maybe I'm not going to see as much with the way that the season ended and then our head coach left and we had to get another head coach 
And sometimes that can lead to fans, you know, not prioritizing, hey, I want to put on my Oregon gear while I am at Disneyland. But I was just so encouraged in the best way by all the duck gear that I saw down there. And I didn't see a lot of other schools. I mean, we're right, you know, maybe an hour or so, depending on where exactly you live, from L.A. I saw more Oregon gear at Disneyland over the five days I was there than I saw USC gear or UCLA or any other Pac-12 school, really of every other Pac-12 school combined. I saw like one Beaver shirt in five days. I saw two or three USC shirts. I would get a dozen Go Ducks a day just by wearing that sweatshirt. And people didn't necessarily you know, know who I was. They just saw the duck on my sweatshirt and said, hey, go Ducks. And of course, I'd throw it right back at him every time I'm on a ride. Like at the top of Splash Mountain, I'm shouting go Ducks for the whole world to hear. It adds to the fandom. It adds to the wonderful spectacle that is college football. I'm just trying to do my part over here. So as this was happening more and more throughout the week, it got me thinking about what Dan Lanning had said and the power of the Oregon brand and what he truly has become. And it made me even more excited about the Dan Lanning hire. Not just that he said that, but just in the broad picture, when you think about who would be thinking about taking the head coaching position at the University of Oregon, right? Who would want it? It's not going to be somebody who's looking for, you know, his first opportunity. It's someone who wants to be able to build an actual brand, to build a program and win games at a high level. And I think as college sports fans, that's something that we should be very excited about. And it was just so awesome because I, I literally wore that sweatshirt for five straight days. I didn't have any Oregon shirts because I'd looked at the weather forecast, knew it wasn't going to be great. And so I, I, I wore it for five straight days. I mean, I got at least 10 a day. That was more than I've ever gotten before. And like I said earlier, this is a time where you would think for Oregon football, eh, maybe fans are not prioritizing wearing Oregon gear and shouting out their fellow Duck fans and having that moment of, hey, you're an Oregon fan, I'm an Oregon fan, here we are in Disneyland, let's give it a go Ducks, right? And for a lot of the week too, I was with family and I was surrounded by uh, by Husky and Cougar fans because they're from the Washington area and they were just rolling their eyes just time and time again because it was happening so often, but it was so great. And at first I thought it was just innocuous and fun, but then I thought about it like, man, there's just not that much other college gear down here relative to the number of Oregon shirts or hats or sweaters or whatever that people were wearing. And I wanted to share that because it's awesome. It, it is just awesome. If that happened to have been any of you and you're listening to this now, major shout out because I, I, just, I love that sort of stuff. And the fact that the Oregon fans travel so well to California at the holiday times. And even when, you know, we got blown out in two of the last three games of the season and we're going to the Alamo Bowl, guess what? People still want to rep the Ducks and people still love the Ducks. And that sort of stuff absolutely matters. The amount of buy-in you have from fans, the excitement that they're able to generate with regards to a player or a coach or the program writ large, all of that stuff plays into building a successful college sports program. And so I love seeing that, and I love seeing Duck fans down there. 
And I wanted to make a point to share this on the first segment of the show because you know it's fresh in my mind as I'm recording this. I got back just uh, a few hours ago, and I, I really love seeing that. It was just, just tremendous energy because they weren't passive go ducks either, right? It was like, hey, let's go ducks, and it was this hopeful excitement about what the future is going to bring at a time when a lot of programs right now might be really uncertain, even if they've hired a new coach, right? I didn't see a lot of Washington gear down there. I'm just saying, Duck fans are feeling good. I think we've got a reason to, and I love, love, love our willingness, writ large as a community, to connect. There's also a lot of good stuff happening on the roster itself. Players coming back. We'll get to all that, but first, we take a quick break. Don't compare Built Bar to holiday desserts. We don't want people to feel guilty about enjoying the holidays. November 30th through December 23rd, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, or double chocolate? There's so many more as well. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel to bust out those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. People are so passionate about their flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings or dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so there was a bunch of other news that dropped over the uh, the holiday break. You know, the two days that I was not doing shows. But, you know, we'll get back into the uh, every weekday routine. And I certainly love that you'll be a part of it. Remember, if you ever, ever want a question answered on the show, Use the hashtag AskLODPod. I will monitor that daily. You can get your question answered right here on the show. But one thing that I noticed happened over the holiday break and has been happening, frankly, for a couple weeks since Coach Lanning and his new staff have been just getting settled and acclimated to the University of Oregon is guys are deciding to stick around and play for the Ducks for another year. And that's very noticeable. And there's a couple reasons as to why. Number one, when you have a coaching change and players are now looking at someone who didn't recruit them to play for this particular school, their level of loyalty or dedication to the school that they're currently at might drop off from what it was before. And and frankly, I think that's understandable, right? It was the coaches on the previous staff who brought these guys in and said, hey, This is what we want to build at the University of Oregon. This is how you fit into that vision. And the player develops a liking for a certain coach or a couple of coaches and wants to play for them. And when that changes, that is, I think, a very reasonable place for some players to be to say, 
I want to go elsewhere. But, again, this goes back to what I talked about in the open, when you have a strong community and support base, like the University of Oregon has, and that includes the fans, players start to really love it, right? Those game days at Autzen, when they're shouting in between the third and fourth quarters, that sort of stuff sticks in players' minds, whether they realize it or not, when it when they start making decisions about, you know, do I want to go to the NFL, or do I want to go to a different school, or do I want to stay at the University of Oregon? I think we're seeing all of that play out. So, so that's a part of it. But a couple guys I wanted to mention on here are a couple of offensive linemen. linemen. One of them is Malaisala Amuvailaulu. And yes, I did practice that name a couple of times. And yes, it's possible I still didn't get it perfectly, but I think it did pretty well, all things considered. And you probably don't know who this guy is. You might recognize him, not for his name, because he doesn't get shouted out very often, both because his name is hard to say, but also because he's an offensive lineman. You might recognize him as big number 71 on the offensive line. I think he's played a lot of right guard for the Ducks over the last couple of years, and he was a Mario Cristobal guy, and he's developed into, you know, from what I've seen, a really nice offensive lineman. The other guy who's deciding to stay is Stephen Jones. And Stephen Jones has also been a staple on these Mario Cristobal slash Alex Mirabal offensive lines over the last couple of years that have been really, really dominant and have kind of been the hallmark of these Oregon teams. So when guys like that decide to stick around, that's something you want to look at and go, whoa, that's pretty darn important. Because it's easy in football to forget about the trenches until, of course, your quarterback is under pressure or you can't pick up two yards on third and short. But it's easy to forget about the big guys up front and they don't get that much notoriety, right? Panay Sewell did, but I think that was sort of an anomaly when guys like Jake Hansen or Cameron Throckmorton or Shane Lemieux left. It didn't get as much attention or, you know, not as many fans knew about those sorts of names when they went to the NFL but what a lot of people didn't realize is replacing those guys is really, really hard. Well, if either of these guys, Stephen Jones or Laulu, if they had gone to the NFL, replacing them would have left a void on the offensive line, which, as I said, is the biggest strength of this Oregon team as of now from the Mario Cristobal era when, when he was the head coach. That was his identity. That's what he built up. The offensive line's were always very good. So these guys are very well coached, they're very talented, and they're also very big. Steven Jones and Laulu both were NFL prospects. They turned down an opportunity to go pro in order to come back and play at the University of Oregon. And they're not the first guys that we have seen turn down other opportunities to stay with the Ducks under the new head coach, Dan Lanning, and the staff that he continues to build out, which I'll get to in uh, some later episodes. Of course, the Alamo Bowl is this week. There's tons to get to coming up on the pod, which which is why you should like and subscribe if you have not already. And if you have already, I really appreciate you. So these two guys are coming back. They're both starters on the offensive line, which is already pretty experienced as it is, but also looks to have some depth because that was the thing that Mario Cristobal recruited very, very well. But the fact that these guys at their positions, decided to return is of, of specific importance, I think, 
and I'll tell you exactly why right after this break. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the reason these two guys, Laulu and Jones, on the offensive line are so notable, I think, is because it's another position that Dan Lanning has been able to persuade to come back to the University of Oregon. And Dan Lanning was a defensive coordinator at Georgia, so he's a defensive head coach. But right now he is showing an ability to have, and I've talked about this a little bit on previous episodes, to have an idea in his mind of what he wants his vision to be at the University of Oregon because you can't sell other players on it. You can't sell any players on it if you don't know what it is already. So so that is why it's encouraging to me anytime he's able to convince, you know, a high school recruit to stay or a player not to transfer or someone to not go to the NFL and decide to come back. But look at the guys who he has already been able to convince that they want to come and play football at the University of Oregon, right? Bo Nix has already come, and now he's got a couple offensive linemen, and Bennett Williams is coming back, a defensive back, and Seven McGee, who's a running back slash wide receiver sort of guy. All of these players have legitimate considerations, and at one point in time, it seemed very likely that they were going to be playing elsewhere. And, you know, Bo, the Bo Nix thing came completely out of nowhere, it seemed. The fact that Dan Lanning is able to get all those sorts of guys is a really good indication for not only his future recruiting prowess, but I think his level of preparation that we should expect as a head coach. Because think about it like this. If I were to try and convince my dad to try a new food, it would be very, very easy because he is someone who likes all sorts of foods and likes to try, you know, anything that, that that is put in front of him. And he and I are very alike this way. My brother, however, is not like this. He's a very picky eater. So as a result, it would be very hard for me to sell him on trying a new food. But if I were able to do that, that would be a testament to my ability to convince him that trying a new thing is something he actually wants to do. And I make this comparison because Dan Lanning is a defensive guy, but he's getting offensive players to buy in. It would be one thing if it was all defensive guys who who were saying, yeah, I'm going to stick around, right? So defensive coach comes in and Bennett Williams, defensive back who wants to play in the NFL, he says, yeah, okay, I'll come and play for this guy. I think he's a high-level coordinator. But now you have offensive guys at multiple positions, right? A quarterback, an offensive lineman, and a running back slash wide receiver who are all saying, yeah, we want to stick around and play. 
and it's not even the position that he coaches, right? That's not what you would expect to happen. You'd expect I'd be able to convince my dad to to try new food, but you wouldn't expect that my brother would be able to do it. But in this situation, in this hypothetical metaphor, I've convinced my brother at this point to try something new. And that's a difficult thing to do because it's not what you would think would would happen in that sort of scenario. So I, I'm very encouraged by by Dan Lanning's ability to get those guys, and I'm excited to see you know what's what the roster actually looks like, not just in the Alamo Bowl and how guys perform. I'll get to that on uh, tomorrow and Wednesday's pod a little bit, but also just going forward is if he's able to sell offensive guys now. That leads me to believe we shouldn't just expect the defense to be the only side of the ball that brings in, you know, really dominant and explosive players because he knows how to get guys on the other side of the ball that he does not particularly focus on as heavily as a former defensive coordinator to to buy in. And I I think that that's notable. Something else that I will uh, wrap up today's show with before I go is... Speaking of player development and the potential of going to the NFL, just checking in on a couple of uh, hashtag pro ducks. Might have seen that hashtag around, but uh, a couple of ducks doing exceptionally well. First of all, Thomas Graham is starting to get real playing time over on the Chicago Bears, and he has been uh, a playmaker to say the least. That's been fun to watch. Javon Holland, I'm sure duck fans remember him from uh, his playing days at Oregon, really successful safety. He is the highest-graded rookie defensive back, according to PFF, and we are through, well, like 15 or 16 weeks of the NFL season. So he's having an outstanding year. DeForest Buckner and, of course, Justin Herbert, who's going to get his own pod once, you know, other news sort of settles down, uh, going to do an entire episode on Justin Herbert, which I'm really excited for. I don't know when. You know, it'll, it'll happen eventually. I, just, I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. But uh, Justin Herbert, DeForest Buckner, both Pro Bowl starters in the AFC. Well-deserved for both of those guys because they're outstanding. Herbert is so awesome, and Buckner is just a monster. And uh, Panay Sewell, top pick of the Detroit Lions. Now, Detroit's not having a very good year, but that's because they're the Detroit Lions, and that's kind of what they do. That's their identity. Right, you know, at least they have a clear identity. The uh, the L at the beginning of their mascot's name is just a little bit too appropriate. But Panay Sewell has a, a 78.4 overall rating from PFF, and just to put that into context, Rashawn Slater, the Chargers' stud left tackle, who everyone raves about all the time, has a PFF rating of 79.9. So they're kind of on even footing there. They were seen as the top two offensive line prospects going into last year's draft. They appear to be delivering. Always thought Panay Sewell would. And just wanted to give you a, a quick little update on those guys because, you know, part of the fun of college football and why it's so great is we watch guys in college and then we can see how they do in the pros and follow them along. Those guys all having high levels of success for their respective teams. Trevon Holland plays for the Dolphins, by the way. Panay Sewell on the Lions, Buckner on the Colts, and Justin Herbert. I presume we all know is on the uh, Chargers who took a... Uh, Let's call it an unfortunate loss this week to uh, to the Houston Texans. But, hey, that's the NFL. I appreciate everyone listening. I will see you tomorrow. As always, have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.